Welcome to Cuz We're Nerds, the podcast that covers trends and new releases in comics, movies, video games, board games, and much more. I'm your host, Caleb, and today we're talking Disney. With their more is better attitude, how is Disney affecting entertainment? Is their tendency to buy large franchises good for the industry? And where will all of this lead? Find out on this week's episode of Cuz We're Nerds. Jacob! Woo! Caleb! Yeah! Another episode, another week. Yes, sir. So, Zach is swapping out with Jacob for this week, so Zach can be on next week's episode, and you will find out what that is going to be about at the end of the show. But before we get started, we have a special shout-out. Today, recording day, is Taylor Poole's birthday, so happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor! Hopefully you listen to this, and if not, then we have just wasted a minute of our time. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so stupid. Uh, so today we're talking about Disney, Jacob, and specifically their empire. Because with them uh, purchasing 20th Century Fox, they are now going to have a massive piece of the pie for the entertainment industry. And some say that that's a good thing, and some say that's a bad thing. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yes, we are. So, start us off, Jacob. What do you think about this whole 20th Century Fox purchase? Okay, well, personally, I'm excited about it. That's uh, for some selfish reasons. But, you know, just looking at, I mean, we are nods after all. So looking at just the movie franchise part of it with uh, the acquisition of the X-Men into the MCU, possibly, mm-hmm. that is very exciting. I'm super excited about that. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming, and it's going to be super exciting to see what they do as long as everything completely pans through. However, Looking at some other things, you know, they're not only getting the movie franchise with this acquisition of 21st Century Fox. They're getting some um, more TV stations. They're getting some, uh, I think, news stations, I believe. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot. And when you think about it, it's, it's kind of alarming. And you just need to step back and look at everything that they own because... I had no idea how much Disney owned. And if you look it up, it is insane the amount of properties that they own. Yeah, just with TV networks alone, uh, these are the big ones that they own. They own ABC, so that's all of ABC's channels. And they've got like three or four. They own all of the A&E channels, Lifetime, obviously Disney Channel, which again encompasses multiple channels. And what I didn't realize is they have an 80% stake in ESPN. Yes, I also did not realize this. I don't know why they decided to go with ESPN. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's so popular and they're probably making a lot of money out of it. But oh, yeah. I just, it, you know, for some reason when I think of Disney, I guess just growing up as a kid and stuff, I only think of entertaining, which ESPN is entertaining, but I strictly think of you know, cartoons, movies. Yeah, animations. Yeah, exactly. Shows. I don't I don't specifically think of sports, but I mean it makes sense why they have it. 
Yeah, and I think that that's their public image in general with everybody is that's the type of company they are. I'm sure that people in the know know that uh, ESPN is owned by them. I just don't watch a whole lot of sports, so I was not aware of that. I did know ABC was because that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC. But A&E, I had no idea. Lifetime, I had no idea. And Disney Channel, I had no idea. Hmm. <laughs> Caleb. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe one of those isn't true. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you go back through uh, their history, you see that they've actually had a, hit, a history of purchasing large companies. So way back in 95 is when they did a purchase of a couple things. Uh, among those were ABC and that 80% stake in ESPN. Uh, this is also around the time that they were making like Toy Story and stuff. So they were working with Pixar. That's how we got the Disney and Pixar kind of um, umbrella. And then they decided in 2006, you know what? We're tired of working with these guys. We're tired of losing some money to these guys. We're just going to acquire them. And so they bought Pixar in 2006. And then following Pixar, Caleb, in 2009, they decided to jump on the now ongoing train and purchase Marvel and stop producing superhero movies. Which is actually really interesting when you look back at that, because in 2009, Marvel had only released two films the year prior, in 2008. 2008 saw the release of Iron Man, and then I think a month or two later, uh, The Incredible Hulk. So The Incredible Hulk did okay, but it wasn't great. It wasn't a smash success. Iron Man was... But the fact that they were willing to buy Marvel, I think it was for like $3 billion or something. I didn't write it down. Uh, it was a lot of money. After they had only had like that one massive success is kind of insane. But it did let Marvel go on to do bigger and better things. Yes. And also it's crazy whenever you think about it. Because the, yes, they bought Marvel. But looking up until that point... Superhero movies were not as prime time, you know, as they are now. And so it was an interesting way for them to invest because, you know, back then, animation of superheroes was the main thing to go to. There wasn't, I mean, there were, there were some good movies, yes, but there was also some major flops with superhero movies like with Catwoman mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's just, it, they made the right decision looking back now. But I'm sure whenever they bought it, they did not know exactly what they wanted to do yet. And he, Caleb, speaking of that, it was uh, $4 billion that they oh, bought Marvel for. Okay, yeah, I knew it was around that lower billion mark. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of insane. Like you were saying, superhero movies are on the way out. Uh, we did have The Dark Knight that previous year, which kind of helped reinvigorate it. But the other superhero movies have definitely been on a decline. And Iron Man was kind of going up but not to get too far into that right now uh also in 2009 they purchased a 30 percent stake in hulu which again i was not aware of neither was i i had no idea yeah and then uh fast forward to 2012 and we all know that they purchased lucasfilm which comprised of mostly star wars and indiana jones and which is why we are now getting a plethora of star wars movies Yes, which may be coming to a halt with as many as we're getting, but we're still going to get some. 
you know. And now, of course, we've got the 20th Century Fox buyout. Now, what that includes, I should have put a list together, uh, but I didn't. But as you said, Jacob, that includes their um, news uh, side of everything. Uh, they are keeping their sports side, Fox Sports, so that is actually what they're going to be focusing on for now on. Uh, but they are selling off their entire film library. Uh, I know that includes like Aliens. Um, I don't remember what else, but a lot of really uh, famous, very classic movies, as well as, of course, the Marvel properties, which uh, are the X-Men and maybe the Fantastic Four. That one's a little bit confusing uh, because apparently another company owns it and they were just licensing it through Fox to make the movies. But anyway, uh, and then also 20th Century Fox has a 30% stake in Hulu as well, which was one of the major driving points behind this. Uh, so that Disney will now have a 60% stake in Hulu. Wow. I did not know Fox owned any of Hulu. I didn't, I didn't really think about, I mean, I didn't really think about anybody owning Hulu. I mean, they do, they own, you know, different percentages of it, but I guess I never really thought of companies like Disney and Fox investing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it makes sense because the movies and shows that they have on Hulu, specifically TV shows, but I did not know. That is a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with is. them coming out with those streaming service and owning 60% of Hulu? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that mm. was another big push for the Fox buyout was because they're trying to get a bunch of those movies built up for their streaming service. Because Disney does have a lot of movies, but like you said, they're known for their animated stuff. And so if you can get those 20th Century Fox movies like Alien in there then all of a sudden you have a whole new demographic that you can advertise to. That is ridiculous. You know, considering now that you can go on Netflix and find tons of Disney movies and even on Hulu there are some items, but whenever they make those streaming service, I'm sure they're going to take all that off. And I bet they're going to bring all their fans with them. There's no way. I'm, I'm sure some people may stay back, you know, just for... Uh, maybe money issues or don't want to pay for too many streaming services. But I think some people may drop other streaming services for this new one. Yeah, definitely some people will. I don't really know if most people will, though. I mean, it's... Man, it's it's tough. Netflix is really focusing on their original content now. Hulu is still mostly TV. And then you've got this thing coming in. And it's like... It just depends on what's in it and the price point because we don't know when it's releasing. Uh, I think it's just vaguely next year in 2019 at some point or the price it's going to be at. But to, I mean, to your point, Jacob, uh, we got the news this week that Iron Fist has been canceled over at Netflix. Yes. And the rumor on the street is that it's going to be coming back on Disney streaming service. See, that's interesting because I read something and... I, I don't know if this is confirmed. I didn't look into it. So I just wanted to bring it up and ask if you know anything about it. That even when the Disney service comes out, as of now, the plan that I saw was to keep the Netflix series on Netflix. Do you know anything about that? So my understanding is that all of the Marvel Netflix series will stay on Netflix for now. But I don't know if that is a... Like, we made a deal with them, so we'll kind of be good, or if it's a contractual obligation. Gotcha. Okay. And something interesting, just to go along with that Iron Fist, was that 
I was reading something, and they said that even though Iron Fist Season 3 would not be coming out, at least on Netflix, that he would still show up in other Marvel Netflix shows, which is interesting. Yeah, and I was looking at some of the comments on some of the sites that I follow, and people were like, well, this means that there's no more crossovers. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, I was under the impression that the Netflix shows were produced solely by Marvel TV Apparently I'm wrong. Apparently it's a joint production between Marvel TV and Netflix, but that doesn't mean that they can't work out a deal for them to cross over. Uh, There have been other studios in the past, uh, or other networks rather, that have allowed a crossover of that type. Uh, So it's not unheard of. Yeah, it would be a bit more difficult, but considering Marvel TV makes both of them with Netflix kind of also a part of one of them, I don't know if it would be too super difficult. To, to convince them to do it. So we could still get another Defenders down the line. I don't know. I haven't watched season two of Iron Fist yet. I know some people said that it was a major improvement and it was looking like it was going in good places. But man, after that first season, I just don't, I don't know. And I don't really think that Finn Jones can carry that show. Mm-hmm. And talking about the crossovers, Caleb, I think also Netflix will be more willing because now that Disney will have their own streaming service, they can kind of hold it against them. Hey, you know, if if you don't want us to do crossovers anymore, we'll just pull all shows off of your platform and put them on ours. And I think that Netflix obviously doesn't want that to happen. And so I think that they would be more willing to allow crossovers at that point. Yeah, exactly. And We don't really know what that's going to entail. I mean, there's a whole lot of questions about the streaming service, but we don't want to get too deep into that in particular, because really, again, we're talking about the expanding nature of Disney. So let's take a step back for a second. We've gotten into a little bit of the nitty gritty uh, and look at this as a whole. After this merger goes through or buyout or whatever you want to call it, Disney will own Marvel and Star Wars, two of the biggest franchises uh, in history, not even right now, but ever, they are going to own the entirety of 21st Century Fox's film library, which is also massive. They will have their own streaming service. They will own 60% of Hulu. They will still own Pixar and ESPN. When you look at the landscape of entertainment, like that type of entertainment, that is... A massive portion. Yeah, I think this is why it was taking people so long to look at the merger or buyout or whatever you said um, from happening because, as you know, monopolies are legal. And with this, I'm not saying it's monopoly yet, but I mean, they're going to own a ridiculous amount. This is, I mean, this is unheard of. This hasn't really happened you know, before, and with the percentages that they have and then buying out other big companies, I don't want to say no one's safe, but I mean, what what's it going to take to stop them, you know? Well, I kind of think that they can't purchase another major company. Uh, well, another major film company, rather. Um, I, I think that at that point, they have gone too far because, I mean, there are other big studios out there. There's Universal. Um I I haven't been paying attention to movie studios lately, and I should know these, but I don't know these. <laughs> Sony, there's Sony out there, uh, but uh, there's there's not too many others 
out there of that caliber. Uh, of course, there's innumerable kind of smaller indie uh, production houses, but they don't they don't really count. They're not the same thing. Mm-mm. So I think that those are safe. I think that they could still potentially purchase uh, large franchises. Oh, Warner Brothers, obviously. That's another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they could potentially buy other major franchises, but thinking about the franchises that are around, there aren't that many other ones. I mean, we've got Harry Potter. We've got The Fast and the Furious. We've got what? You know, Caleb? That's a great question. I'm sitting here trying to think of long running movies and i mean you've got movies like halloween and friday the 13th that they're going to remake forever but they're not the same type of franchise yeah i'm i'm trying to think of movies more specifically like you said like the fast and furious you know ones that keep going and they're not necessarily skipping movies or you know kind of like the the new halloween movie is skipping some movies that were already made before and they're just retconning it saying that they're not even happening i guess the bond series oh that's true that's yeah. true. But That's I a mean, good one. Those are like three that we kind of struggled to think about when right off the bat, Star Wars and Marvel. I mean, those are the kings right now, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Easily. Harry, I guess Harry Potter gives them a run for their money. But if you release a Star Wars movie versus Harry Potter, I'm pretty sure I know which one's going to win. Yeah, especially now. You know, with the the push that Disney's been having to put out different movies, and even though there's different opinions on, this is just a branch off really quick, even though there's different opinions off of the Star Wars movies, Star Wars fans are still going to go see it, you know, and I think Harry Potter is not as popular right now as Star Wars is. I think if you maybe would have gone back a little bit, I think think people would have rather go see Harry Potter at a specific time, but now, I mean, I, I think any anybody almost would rather see star wars no i think star wars has always been more popular you just, really think so yeah it's 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 had too much of a history it's it's embedded in too many people's lives i mean i guess i feel like i feel like me personally when i was younger i mean i loved star wars but harry potter was just so different there wasn't a lot of things like harry potter yeah but so is star wars i guess see to me i mean you have I'm not going to say that. We'll get tons of hate mail. I was going to say Star Trek. But anyways. <laughs> I, <laughs> Send um, all hate mail to Jacob specifically. <laughs> I was I was just going to say, you know, Hey Potter was so unique. And, you know, not, not, not getting too far into that. But, again, Disney does own a lot of huge, long-running movie titles now. And you're right. There's not a lot that is left not in disney's grasp even even with sony producing their movies sony and marvel right now are kind of working together so yes marvel does not own sony but as for spider-man you know maybe some spin-offs or whatever i mean they're kind of working together so i don't even know if you could really even include the startup of that franchise yeah uh but i mean so that's that's all kind of a competition look at all of this and it's hard to really know without looking at each individual uh, company's film slate but that's that's one thing to take in consideration in all this is when you have one studio that's putting out all of this stuff 
you end up with less of a product overall because they're not going to be putting out two movies at the same time, or at the very least, two similar types of movies at the same time because they're concerned that they will take away money from themselves. Exactly. And this was something that is kind of concerning with with how big and vast Disney's reach is growing to. I, th- I think movies overall are not going to be produced as often. And to me, that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of sad. You know, I love just on a weekend going to see a good movie. But even even within the past couple of years, you know, you can see that there's not a ton of movies always in there. I know that you have, you know, the DC movies and Marvel movies, and then you have some separate companies making movies. But I feel like they're not coming out Although at least not going to be coming out as fast as they had been in the past. I don't think we're to that point yet. I mean, right now... No, no, not yet. Right now we're kind of in the dead space of movies. There's not too much coming out. Uh, It'll start... We'll start to see more in December. Uh, Mm -hmm. But around this time, there's not a whole lot coming out. It's kind of similar in January. There's not a whole lot coming out because, for whatever reason, they've decided those are the dead months. Excuse me. Uh, but it's it's something that could totally start happening, uh, which would be a shame because why why would you take a massive industry and whittle it down to just a couple movies a week or whatever, you know? Uh, but there is a flip side to this, which I kind of alluded to earlier, is when you have a company like this that has a ton of money, uh, Jacob, as you wrote down in our notes, in 2018, their net worth was $113 billion. Mm-hmm. So just enormous amounts of money. When they come in and they purchase these companies, specifically like Marvel and like Lucasfilm, they are able to breathe new life into them and and really uh, make them work. So like in Marvel's case, that meant that they now had all this funding that they didn't have before. They now have a giant behind them that is willing to back them up and willing to help them in anything that they can to make sure that they succeed. And in the case of Lucasfilm, that means that a franchise that had, in a lot of people's minds, been driven into the ground is brought back and reinvigorated for a new um, generation of people and also reimagined in a slightly different way so that now it's something that doesn't have to be once every 20 years mm-hmm. now talking with that caleb i know with disney buying all these movies or all these companies and working together with other companies i had a, I had a question for you mm-hmm. there's so many different types of movies now being produced by disney you know you have things ranging from star wars down to Cinderella, you know, things that are majorly different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like whenever you go see a movie and the company pops up on the screen that's producing it, I feel like the movie typically has something that you know came from that studio, something that is unique to that studio or something. My question is, do you think that with Disney buying all of these movies and working together with people of these movies, do you think we're going to get less, 
I, I don't even like know. Like less what creative word. and less unique things? Yes, exactly. No. And here, here's why. Um, typically, when you have a company as large as Disney is, uh, they have... Mm, what are they called? In comics, they're called imprints. Uh, they have smaller companies that actually produce the films. Uh, so those companies have their own brand. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, what is this? Let me let me look this up before I say it. So I'm not making something up. That would be unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Okay. So have you you've you've heard of Touchstone Pictures before? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yes. T- Touchstone Pictures is Disney. It's a film distribution label. That's what they're called. Um, of Disney, and they use that label to put out a certain type of film. And so typically, um, companies that are as big as Disney have several of these, and they have different people kind of running those, and they put out different types of films. So if you'll notice, Marvel movies do not have a Disney logo in front of it. It's just Marvel. Disney is probably involved in the making of those in some aspect, but Marvel is the one that is really in the nitty-gritty making them day-to-day. Just like if it was a Touchstone Pictures uh, film, that would be run by the Touchstone Pictures people. That's interesting that you say that now because, you know, whenever people think of Disney, they don't think of, like, all-rated movies, right? They mm-hmm. think of more PG, PG-13 written movies, whereas Touchstone, I know one movie that Touchstone has released is Con Air, and Con Air is actually rated R, so technically Disney does release rated R movies, but they are not, like you said, their name is not flashing up and lights up on the screen, so I think sometimes whenever they do these side companies, I think they kind of protect themselves. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, to a certain extent. Because yes, they are producing the movie, but at the same time, people aren't like, oh no, Disney Disney produced an adult movie, you know? Something like that. That's exactly what so, it's for. Yeah, and I I knew that. I guess I didn't really think about that. So you're saying that these smaller companies are going to lend their own creativity to each of these movies. Exactly. And I think because you, you don't have one person working on every single movie, right? I mean, if we talk Marvel... Yeah, Kevin Feige works in all the movies, but the head of Disney is not working on every single Marvel movie as well as all the other movies they're producing. That's just impossible. There's not enough time to do that. There's different people running different things. Plus, typically what you're talking about is almost more like studio interference where they're changing things or where you have one creative vision. Typically, that doesn't happen unless it's a really big budget type of movie. So, yes, it'll happen in Star Wars. Yes, it might happen in Marvel. But you've got something small like, um, uh, wow, all the movies just fell out of my head. Uh, What's that movie that I was trying to think of? Any other movie. Sicario. Or um, maybe Wall Street. Wall Street might be a bit bigger. But things like that, things of that nature, uh, they have less studio interference because there's less money tied up in them. But when you start talking about the Transformers of the world or the Fast and the Furious, you do start running into a little bit more of that studio side where they're like, all right, guys, look, we spent a lot of money on this. We have to recoup our money. So we have to have it go a certain way. 
I see. And we, we've been talking about, you know, about Disney buying other companies and producing their movies and stuff. What do you think about Disney? Just solely Disney going back and recreating their own animated movies, but now in live action, which is actually increasing, you know, their revenue, of course, and increasing their, uh, library of films, I guess you could say. You know, a lot of people have issues with this. Uh, and they're like, oh, there's no original ideas anymore. They're just recycling ideas. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, guess what? They're a company. They're a business. <laughs> they're literally their sole reason of existence is to make money. Now, thankfully, uh, we do have companies like Disney that were founded by creative people. And so they, they do have an emphasis on being creative and making good things. Uh, that's great. But their primary reason to exist is to make money so when they come out with a film that seems like an obvious cash grab to me if i were in that company that seems like an obvious thing to do right i mean like i agree if if i'm outside and i need to mow my yard and i can do it and it'll take me an hour or i can pay some kid five bucks to do it is my time worth five bucks because I could go inside and maybe make 20 bucks in an hour. You know, it's the same sort of thing. It's just business sense. It just makes sense to do that. Now, personally, uh, I think that they have made a lot of the live action versions. Mm-hmm. I... And there's, there's a ton coming out. Just just so like listeners know if they, if they don't know. I mean, Mulan is coming out in 2020. Aladdin in 2019. Lion King 2019. Little Mermaid is being announced. Dumbo 2019. They're coming out with a Have they actually announced now. Little Mermaid? Yes. They haven't announced the release date. They announced that they all do. Okay. It, I was talking to Courtney about that today, actually. Uh, I, I told her I thought, oh, wow. they, I thought they had announced it, but I wasn't sure. But, um, yeah, I, I think they've made a lot of them. I actually haven't seen most of them. I'm trying to think if I've seen any of them. I saw Alice in Wonderland. That one wasn't great. Um, I agree. Although it was a sequel, it was kind of different. I actually saw the first 30, 40 minutes of Maleficent this past week. Uh, it was actually really good. Oh, yeah. No, that movie is actually... I forgot that that was even there. Yes. I watched that on a plane going to Hawaii, I think. And that movie is actually really good. Yeah. So, I I think it's interesting. Um, I, I think that it does a couple of things. It reinvigorates those franchises because it reminds people that grew up with those films that they exist... And then it also brings in a new audience with those people's children. They can come in and see it. And there's a car in the background, Jacob. Can you hear it? Oh, I can't hear it. I'm sorry. That is a big... Wow, that is a big truck. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but it brings in that next generation of people to understand that story. And then maybe the parents will say, Oh, hey, there's this other version. Let's go buy it when it's out of the Disney vault and watch it. There's another one. Is that a plane? No, it says big trucks. I don't even know what they're doing. They're like semi-trucks in the riding through our neighborhood. Weird. They were there earlier. I think someone's moving. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sorry about that. That's good. Uh, so, it's... It's interesting. Uh, I, personally, I'm excited for the ones that I loved as a kid. Right? So, when they announced Aladdin, eh, I didn't think it was a big deal. When I watched that teaser trailer that came out this week, I was like, oh... I'm ready now. He looks like, so good. That there wasn't much in the trailer, but that music playing over it, the the orchestral version 
sounded so good. I, I, I'm excited for it. And Mulan has always been one of my favorite Disney movies. And so I am very excited for that one. The rest of them, eh, you could take them or leave them. But those are someone else's favorites. So I don't think it's a bad thing that they're doing any of it. I agree. And I think they'll... Judging off the movies that I've seen that have been live action from Disney, I don't think they, you know, taken it from the animated version and directly just put live uh, action on the name and done the same exact thing. Exactly. You know, they're not... They, they have the same idea, but they're not the exact same movie. So you're not going to be bored going and watching these movies. There's going to be enough different to keep you there. The creative team does a pretty good job at that. Yeah, it's a retelling of a story, uh, which actually is something I really enjoyed about Maleficent is uh, I really liked it when they did their original stuff, but then kind of twisted it to tie it into what happened in the original movie, especially everything at the beginning, because for those of you that haven't seen it, the first 20 minutes or so is completely new backstory about Maleficent and how she grew up and this kind of tragedy that happened to her uh, and then how that motivates her to do what she did at the beginning of the original movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that like those moments, I love those moments. I, I think those are really well done when they do them correctly. I agree. I... I, I mean, it's a, it's a chance to expand on the character without going back and creating a whole other movie. They could just, you know, add it at the beginning. And I, I mean, I love that. I hope they do that with Mulan because, like you said, I love Mulan so much. That was one of my yeah. favorite movies as a kid of Disney watching. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Jacob, do you know what else I'm excited for? What else are you excited for, Caleb? Super Serial! It's time for Super Serial, guys. That's right. The part of the show where we stop for five minutes and do something as stupid as talking about fictional characters eating cereal. So, this week, since we're doing Disney, I figured, why not do the most famous Disney character of all in Mickey Mouse? Oh. You know, I, I thought I thought about doing Darkwing Duck because it's Super Serial. Like, it's, it's kind of supposed to be a superhero, but I was like, eh, I see. forget it. I see. Eh, just, just do Mickey. I mean, if you think of Mickey as in the Kingdom Hearts game, he's kind of a superhero. Exactly. Perfect. Well done. I got you. Don't even worry about it. I... Hmm. You know, Mickey is a magical being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he needs to eat something that's magically delicious. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Right? Right? So, uh, Caleb, if you were to give Mickey Mouse something that was magically delicious for cereal, what would that be? I believe that would be Lucky Charms. Yes, so it would. (laughs) Yeah, it was really funny because that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, yeah, I I totally think that's what it is. I, I mean, this is the first time I've agreed with anybody, 100%. That's... Wow. We yeah. so just so everybody knows, we don't talk about these beforehand. And like this is so like that we since we just happen to agree on the same cereal, that must be fact. I mean Yeah, we, we have definitively discovered. In fact, that's what I'm gonna say about all of these for now on. Definitively, these are <laughs> the breakfast foods that these characters eat. Uh Mickey Mouse eats Lucky Charms, and it is the marshmallows. That give him his magical powers. 
In fact, Fantasia Ooh. was just an acid trip, but instead of acid, it was Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that was good. That was wow. Alrighty. Right? <laughs> Alright. Wow. Back to that was great. back to the House of Mouse, Disney themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes. I have I have just fried my brain. I don't even know where we're going anymore, Jacob. I got you, Caleb. Don't worry about it. So we've been talking mainly about within Disney's Empire movie franchises and news outlets, things of that nature. Those are not the only things that Disney own. If you look up, it is insane how many things they own. They own different music groups, theatrical groups, different types of... uh, theaters just the the sole building theaters around the country and if you look at a map i was looking at this earlier and it shows where revenue from disney's coming in not counting movie theaters because i i mean that's everywhere but counting the different properties that they own around the world it is ridiculous to see how much of the world is lit up to show the revenue that's coming from that area from different things yeah, I mean, they are a global marketplace. They they distribute everywhere. Um, I don't think that they make anything for specific markets individually, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Mm-hmm. They even have... I mean, if you think if you think about... You know, most people, when they think about Disney, is the main things is animation, movies, and like Disney World and Disneyland, right? That's like the main things people think of, I think at least. But, I mean, Caleb, I know I keep, like, staggering. It's just, it's insane how much they own. They own uh, transportation companies around the world. I think they actually own part of a airline. If not, they'll own airline. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, and They've they have... they got the cruise line, the Disney cruise. Oh, that's true. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's so true. They've, they've huh. got a little bit of everything. Yeah, and so literally you you think of you think of things that different companies are making money of. Disney like Caleb said probably has a part in that. And it's 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 unbelievable. I encourage people after this episode just go and look up some of the things they own, look up a map of Disney and it is alarming how much they own. Yeah. I keep saying that, but I mean it is. It I mean it's alarming, but it's also not surprising. If that makes any sense, because they are so big. I mean, I kind of just assume they have a part of any kind of thing you can think of. I mean, we haven't even talked about video games. It's Kingdom Hearts. You've talked about music. They've got movies. Uh, they probably have some kind of hardware division. I know they do because they had, um, uh, what was it called? Infinity, Disney Infinity. Um, oh, yes. That that made hardware for that and, and different things. So they're in everything. But, um, you know, Jacob, I don't really know where else to go with this. So if you don't have anything, I think we might wrap this up. I actually had one more thing. Go for it. So talking about Disney World and Disneyland and whatever the one in Japan is called. I don't I don't know what that one's called. Uh, Disney World and Disney World Sea or Disneyland Sea. There's two. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Is, are those the only places that you know of? 
Uh, I think there's one in Paris. Uh, I'm, there might be one in somewhere like Korea or some, somewhere over there. I'm not sure. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to have to look that up afterwards. Anyways, though, um, what I was going to say is with them, you know, purchasing these other companies and making new movies and all these other things that we've already talked about, they're also adding on to their theme parks, right? So they are adding or they added a Star Wars land, right, to Disneyland? I think it's Disneyland. Um. Well, it depends on what you're talking about, because there is a Star Wars area coming to uh, MGM Studios, or, well, Hollywood Studios, uh, and I, th- that's in Florida, and I think that Disneyland also has a smaller Star Wars area. Okay, well, let's talk about the one coming to MGM in Disney World, right? Or, I guess it's not. Disney. Anyways, anyways, what what I was going with this was that with, with all these properties being bought out and with them building onto their parks, and when you go to places like Disney World and Disneyland and you look around, they still have a lot of room for growth. They have bought, you know, tons of lands and there's tons of woods, right, around like Disney World specifically, I know for a fact. So that's actually one of their criteria when they're looking to build a theme park is that there's enough area to actually expand. And fun fact, if you don't know, Disney World is built on a swamp. Uh, It was really unusable land, and it would be very expensive to renovate it so that it can be used. But Mm -hmm. Disney came in and they did that. And I think they also have a deal to keep a certain percentage of it the way it is to preserve that um, ecosystem. Oh, that makes sense. So... So here's my question. They, they, they keep, especially after 24th Century Fox, now they have all these, once it goes through, they'll have all these different movies like Aliens that you say. Do you think they will add more parts to their theme park to accommodate for these? No. I think that the Disney brand is not going to be changing. I think that they are just going to be folding in... Um, their these other properties into their streaming services and they might even roll them into a new label okay because I, I mean i was just thinking that the opportunities that come now with all the movies and different franchises mm-hmm. they're acquiring i mean they could build infinitely off their existing theme park yeah no i think um if, if fox has any famous child properties, which they might, I'm not really sure. Those potentially, but the adult stuff, the only place I could maybe see that happening is like Hollywood Studios because that is geared a bit more towards adults um, mm-hmm. than, than children, but it. other than that, not really. Okay. Th- that's all I had. I was just curious what you thought about it. Okay. And by the way, I looked up um, the list of Disney theme parks. There's Disneyland in California. Uh, Walt Disney World in Florida. There's Tokyo Disney and Tokyo Disney Sea, which are both in Tokyo. Uh, Disney Sea is again like an adult version of Disney World. Uh, there's Disneyland Paris. There's one in Hong Kong, and there's one in Shanghai, which is the one I was thinking about for Korea. That's not the same place, but yeah. 
Wow. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. So they've got a lot. So, uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing that Disney is expanding and taking over new things? Look, there's no right or wrong answer to this. There is no definitive answer to this. It's just a thing that's happening. In some cases, it's great. I think for Marvel, it was fantastic. I don't think they could have done what they have done without Disney's help. With Lucasfilm, yeah, I think it's a great thing. Because I don't know when we would have gotten new Star Wars movies. And now, not only are we getting new Star Wars movies, we're getting a Star Wars live-action TV show on their streaming service called The Mandalorian. We are getting... Which set photos came out for, and it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like real Star Wars, so I'm, I'm very goodness. curious to see the production quality. Uh, but we're getting that. We're getting animated things. We've got the spinoffs that they're doing. I mean, there are all kinds of stuff that Star Wars fans have had in their heads and in books and in comics for years, but never on the screen. And I think that that's fantastic. On the other hand, yeah, they are getting a lot of stuff. And yeah, ultimately that might mean less movies. But sometimes it's good to have things together too. I mean, I would rather Fox be bought and have their entire library of movies on Disney's streaming service than Fox to come out with yet another streaming service. Uh, because, I mean, Jacob, we're up to like four or five now, I think. Just in our house. Yep. Because we've got um, HBO, which technically is in included with our internet and cable, uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, YouTube TV. I have the DC streaming. Yeah, you've got Universe. that. I've got a friend that's got the Funimation streaming. Um, I feel like I have another one. I don't know. Sometimes I forget about them because we have so many, we just don't use them. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. It was great when Netflix was the be-all, end-all, but that is no longer the case. So, Anyway. I agree. Jacob, what do you think? Closing thoughts? I love Disney. I would always love Disney. It was in my childhood, and it'll continue to be in my adulthood, and I think that is fantastic. Jacob, in order for it to be in your adulthood, you would actually have to be an adult? Mm, I mean, I am 20. Right on that line. Goodness, you are 20. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you feel so old. <laughs> Caleb just got five Mogui Hales. So they just popped up. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we do want to hear your opinion, though. Is it a good thing that Disney is buying all these properties and, and doing all this stuff? Is it a bad thing? Let us know. Go to Facebook. I am going to put up a poll. And I'm actually going to put it up this time. Last week, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, Zach said he was going to put up a poll, and he didn't. So it didn't go up till like, Sunday. Mm, this what time, a shame. I'm going to make sure so when the episode goes out, go on there, vote, let us know what you think, leave a comment. We really want to know what you guys think. But, Jacob, that was yes, that. Caleb. And this is this. It's time for what you've been up to. What have I been up to? Studying. Studying, studying, studying. Ah, I... Superhero secret identities. Precisely. Precisely. Nice. I gotta keep up my alter ego. <laughs> um, I honestly have not done a whole lot. Uh, the things in my forefront of my mind would be I am actually getting <laughs> back into Fortnite. A little bit. Oh, okay. I, uh, I've been playing with one of my friends, and 
I'm actually doing really good now. I don't know if like I it just wasn't my type of game when it first came out and it was something new and different and I just wasn't used to that, so I was bad. Or if everybody else playing it now is bad. Um, I don't know which one it is, but the other night I was playing and I got uh, Victory Royale with nine kills. So... Alright, so for us, Fortnite non-initiated, what does that mean? Okay, that means you won. That means you are the last standing. I did it with my friend in duos. So it's 100 people in teams of two versus each other, right? So 50 victory, teams. Yes, and Victory Royale just means that you are the last one standing or your team is the last one standing. So between me and my teammate combined, we had like, I think, 16 kills or something like that. And some people get 16 kills alone, so that's not like amazing. But for me, I mean, I was, when I first started playing, I was averaging a solid like two kills, maybe one kill. So to get nine kills, that was that was pretty good for me. So, awesome. Yeah, that was fun. And then uh, also, I told you this, Caleb, but uh, I want to tell some of the listeners. I won't I won't make it as long, but uh, as you guys know, I mentioned before uh, for Halloween, I'm going as Two Face. Well, I started working on my costume, <laughs> and uh, I have a suit that I bought from Goodwill, you know. And I was like, I'm gonna bleach half of it to make it a different color, just like Two Face, you know. And then I was like, and then I'm going to burn it just a little bit to have some of those like singe marks and things like that. And so my plan was to bleach it kind of like an off gray color because it's a black suit. Anyways, I diluted bleach and I put it on it and nothing happened. And I was like, oh, it needs to be stronger. So I poured just bleach into a bucket outside, of course. I'm safety first. And I was wearing gloves and I started washing it in the bleach and I was supposed to set it in there for 10 minutes. So I'm sitting outside, I'm talking to my sister because she was helping, and all of a sudden we see this bubbling, and we kind of smell this smell, and I look down, and the bleach is now purple, so I was like, awesome, it's working, it's getting the dye off, that's awesome. And then it turns green, and I was like, that's not supposed to happen, there's nothing green in there. So (laughs) I took out the suit, and when I took out the suit, um... Now it looks like I literally dipped it in the same acid that Two Face fell into. <laughs> there are random holes throughout the left side of the suit. It it didn't even start on the seams, which is weird. Like in the middle of the sleeve, there will be this giant tail, and it's like dyed the bottom of it purple. And most of the suit is still black, but it's dyed certain parts like purple, and there's a part that's blue. And so I don't really know what I'm gonna do now. I I think Caleb told me I'm going to need to get some, like, cloth spray paint or something to try to change the color. So I think I'm going to try to do that. But, uh, yeah, be be careful if you're ever going to bleach something. Don't don't use only bleach. It's way too strong. Yeah, so I looked this up afterwards because I don't really use bleach all that much um, to do stuff. And everybody on the internet was like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't don't ever use straight bleach. It'll eat through anything. Yeah, see, I saw that, but some people also said certain material you can't bleach. It depends what it's made out of, but you can't bleach to get the dye out of unless you use pure bleach. But the thing that I overlooked, because I went back and looked at it, they said make sure to wash it in it and then immediately rinse it off. I I let it sit in there. You're only supposed to let it sit in there if it's diluted, and (coughs) it wasn't diluted. (coughs) So... 
I don't know. The neighbors probably thought we were making a bomb because like it was it was kind of like steaming. <laughs> and I mean, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, if Jacob turns up dead in a couple of days, you'll know that he died of poison. Yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. So, uh, Caleb, what you been up to? Mm, well, a whole lot of stuff, but a whole lot of the same type thing. Mm. Uh, bef- I, I've been pretty much in Kingdom Hearts for the last week. Um, I've mentioned on here before that I've been playing through it. I was on Dream Drop Distance, uh, which was the newest full game that had been produced, uh, to my knowledge. And I worked and worked and worked, and then I got to a point uh, where the difficulty just spiked way up. Um, and, uh, I, I was getting through the bosses, but I know at this point, cause I've beaten so many Kingdom Hearts games, whenever I think I'm close to the end, I know that I've still got like four or five more bosses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even when I think I've beaten the game, there's at least two more bosses because that's just what it does to you. It's kind of a frustrating experience, but, uh, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, fun fact, I have never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Well, fun fact, I'll let you borrow mine. Oh, yeah! Pops was having a brother. That means you have to play it, though. Oh, kind of like Final Fantasy XV? <sighs> I don't want to talk about it's that, Jacob. such a long game. I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, um, so I got to this part. I couldn't beat it. Like, I would start the fight and die within 10 seconds, legitimately. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't dodge the guy. I tried it like six or seven times. So ultimately, I just gave up and I was like, you know what? I'll deal with this later. Came back, leveled up like 15 levels, doing some grinding. I, um, I leveled up my Pokemon type creatures and got a bunch of extra stuff. Went back to fight him and had him to half health in like a minute. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> like super fast. Um, and so I ended up beating him and I ended up beating the game and that was great. Woo! Yay! Yeah! Um, and I was like, all right, well, I've got two more things left to do to be done with all of Kingdom Hearts. So that's what I did for the rest of the week. I did uh, Kingdom Hearts Point Two, A Fragmentary Passage, which is, uh, it's it's pretty short. It's just over two hours. It's like a little mini, um, it's, it's, it's built the same way Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be built. Um, but... It's not part of Kingdom Hearts 3. It's like a connective tissue between some of the other games. I guess you could think of it that way. I see. Um, which was good. Um, it was a little bit harder than I expected it would be for what it was, but it wasn't too bad. And then I watched... Uh, the last thing was a movie, or an extended cutscene is what they call it. It's about an hour long. Uh, it's called uh, X or Key. I'm, it's, it's probably Key, Uh it's, it's, it's a little complicated, but it's probably key back cover. Key colon back cover. Um, it's called that because there was a browser game called Key. Uh, and this is like the other side of that. So it's like the back cover of the game. I that see. makes sense. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Which, which was about an hour. Uh, and so I, I finished all of it. I've, I've played everything Kingdom Hearts that I can play, except for the browser game, which I'm not going to play because it's a browser game. <laughs> which they then ported to a mobile game. I'm not going to play it. That's why I watched X back cover. Um, but what did I think of all these things? Um, Kingdom Hearts is known to be very confusing from a storyline perspective. And I'm not going to lie to you. It is. <laughs> um, 
it's it's hard to follow sometimes some of the terms they use are very vague there's a lot of darkness and light and oh he got you because of the darkness in his heart and and it's like Mm. what does that mean (laughs) what are you guys even talking about right uh but it's if you do a little bit of work after you finish the game and go online you can figure out exactly what happened and that's what i've been doing as i've been playing so i had a pretty good idea of what was happening then comes dream drop distance which just confuses things way out there um for no reason it made me think something had happened that didn't actually happen but i didn't want to look it up till i was done with the game because i didn't want to get spoiled about anything ah so that was really frustrating um so that game really confuses things if you look it up after you can find some really good explanations about what actually happened and it makes sense but still super confusing <laughs> so um okay oh, I, I was i was just gonna say if you count all the kingdom hearts games that you've completed which is all of them beside the browser one that you said right yeah how many hours do you think you've put into kingdom hearts overall i have a list oh i, I can look yeah, so uh, I have a list on my drive of all my PS4 games uh, and the times it takes to complete them and how long it took me to complete them because I had so many I hadn't played. I wanted to know how many hours. All right, wow. so let's see. This, this one, guy. that was one hour. Birth of my sleep was like two and a half. Um, all right, so let's see. Six, seven, nine and a half. Uh, 20... Oh, goodness. All right, hold on. That's about <laughs> 60. Hard. That's about another 60. That's about 120. Um, plus another 30. 150. Plus... So probably about 160 hours, roughly. Wow. Uh, of Of Kingdom Hearts, which I've done over the past year year and a half i'd say um so it's it's there's nine games in the kingdom hearts franchise plus that movie um but the thing with what i'm doing is i'm doing the collections that they put out on the ps4 so Mm. uh two of those aren't actually games instead of porting the game they pretty much just ported the cutscenes so you get the story oh gotcha okay yeah so um i didn't play nine games i played one two three four five five and a half i think i see i think that's right so now now your next goal since you've completed it is it took you a year now you have to sit down straight for six and a half days and uh complete it nonstop. no no <laughs> no no i'm good i'm waiting for kingdom hearts 3 uh which comes out in january which i will talk about in a moment but uh to get back to the games real quick a fragmentary passage um that was good play it uh and a back cover was actually good too it's also rendered in uh, unreal engine 4 uh so it looks real it looks good uh it's less of a collection of cutscenes like the other ones were which was kind of boring uh, and more of an actual movie but not to the extent that it could have been it's kind of hard to explain uh <laughs> so would i recommend kingdom hearts overall yes absolutely and now is the time to do it why because kingdom hearts 3 comes out in january that is supposed to be the completion of this kingdom hearts saga apparently kingdom hearts will continue on in other forms i don't know what those are 
but it's going to finish a story that started way back when the very first Kingdom Hearts game dropped. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, and it's also a perfect time because they announced a new collection. Uh, so what I've been playing, there's two different collections. The names are kind of confusing, but the first one is called 1.5 plus 2.5, and there's some other stuff in there. Uh, that's got six games. Some of them are those cutscenes things. And then there's 2.8. They have announced a new collection that has all of that together in one package. So everything you need, all nine games are represented for $40 on the PS4. What? Yep. So I would highly recommend getting that once it drops. Uh, I'm not sure when that comes out. I should probably look that up real quick. Kingdom Hearts. The story so far. That's what it's called. I don't know if I said that. It's called The Story So Far. Uh, it looks like this comes out October 30th. So, like two weeks after this episode comes out. Uh, unfortunately, unless you do nothing but play Kingdom Hearts, you probably will not be able to finish all of them before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. But mm. you could still catch up. Uh, also, don't think you can skip any of the games. That, that's a common misconception. Every single game is important. If you skip one, you're going to be very confused at some point about something. Because you miss something major. Uh, so you, you've got to go through all of them. And they were all made on different systems, pretty much. So they all have some different mechanics. I don't know. I don't want to go too into this because I want to do a Kingdom Hearts episode in January. Uh, but... I would highly, 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 highly suggest it. The first Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite games. It is also incredibly hard, but it is also amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that enough rambling about Kingdom Hearts? I mean, sure. I enjoyed listening to it. I've never played it, so I'm excited. I if guess. You, uh, if, you, if you let me borrow one of those. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll, I'll let you borrow whatever. I'm done with them, so you can borrow them for as long as you want. Sweet. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Kingdom Hearts is, but just in case you don't, it's a game that is a mashup of Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters. Mm. This this one upcoming does it have does it have Toy Story in it? Yes, it does. Oh, oh, exciting! Yeah, and like you visit different Disney worlds in them, so that's pretty, cool. Pretty I like cool. I like the concept of it. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and the first game is not confusing. Um, it really doesn't get confusing until Kingdom Hearts 2. But even then, like I said, it's not really confusing until Dream Drop Distance. But anyway. All right, Jacob. I think that did it. You know what? Person sometimes confuses me. Mm, who confuses you, Caleb? Taylor Poole. I'm confused why it's his birthday and he's not here with us on this podcast. Aw, Taylor Pool. Tried to give him his birthday present to be here on the podcast, and he did not accept. Mm. I made that up. He's probably too busy making awesome jams. (laughs) Yes, he is. He made our opening intro music. He's awesome. Please go check him out at taylorpoolmusic.com. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-P-O-O-L-E music.com. And while you're checking him out, go ahead and head on over to CNC Power Hour. That's little C-N-C power hour they stream magic the gathering and some other games magic the gathering i believe is on saturday sunday sunday and other games periodically throughout the week usually on saturday 
Yes. Did you say where to find them? Yeah. Twitch? Yeah, I did. Okay. Sorry, I zoned out. I wasn't listening. Oh, no. Any, it, it. Yes, they are on <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> you can you can find them on Twitch on Saturdays and Sundays, mainly streaming. Yeah, yeah. Please go check them out. <laughs> wow. Wow, it's been a long day. Also, check out our website, uh, cuzwernerds.com. You can find all of our episodes. Uh, you can also find links to find those episodes on your favorite podcast platforms, iTunes, um, any of the others. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Whatever you need. Uh, find links to all those so you can subscribe on those platforms. You can also find some information about us and i might put up some information about jacob and some other people that are on the show uh a lot so oh yeah thanks for listening to because we're nerds stay up to date with all the nerdy news and podcast drops by following us on facebook twitter and instagram you can also leave us comments and feedback at because we're nerds at gmail.com that's c-u-z-w-e-r-e-n-e-r-d-s at gmail.com and as always, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Halloween is right around the corner, so we're gearing up for a horrific time. Next week, we celebrate the nerdier side of the season. But will Zach make it out alive? Find out next week on Cuz We're Nerds. Stay nerdy. All right, so Jacob and I have been sitting here for the past three minutes trying to figure out something funny to do for the end, and we can't. So this is what this is what I'm going to do. We're both going to do our best impressions of any Disney character. Anime. Oh, whoa, not prepared at all. Exactly. Go, Jacob. Oh, Go. Oh, nope, nope. Host first. Host first. All right. Uh, oh, this is going to be bad. All right, I'm going to try to do Goofy. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Oh, uh, was no. Was yes. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, um, uh, <laughs> what, what's a Disney character? Give me one. Mickey Mouse. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> Donald Duck. What does he even sound like? He's like a duck. It's mini uh, mini Mouse. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Who are we doing uh, you in know the what, guys? You know what, guys? I can't do one, so I'm I'm going to give my Mickey Mouse to Caleb. What? No, that's not how that works. Uh, it's already done. You got to no, do it now. No, I refuse. Uh, oh, do, do, oh, okay. Do your best Captain Hook. Oh, oof. 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 I think I'd, I think I'd rather do Mickey. What? <laughs> Look, kid. I did Venom last week. I feel like I shouldn't be able to do it this week. My, my throat is still destroyed. That's what it is. Oh, you're a liar. Oh, Venom's technically a Disney character. Boom. No, no. I said animated. Oh, you did. I mean, he's kind of animated. No. I mean, I you can do Cinderella if you want. <laughs> oh, genius. No. Dad gum. Okay, this okay. Here's, here's what I'll let you do, Jacob. Instead, okay. you have to do your best um uh oh goodness i just forgot the name of it i can i can try to do i can Um, try to do elmo elmo's not disney but i can try no no what's it called um let you you have to do your best let it go song 
Ooh, nope. Mm, I think I'm just not going to do anything. You have Actually. two options. You have Mickey Mouse or you have Let It Go. <clears throat> Make your choice. What does Mickey even sound like? Do your Mickey really quick so I can see what it sounds like. You're trying to trick me. No, I'm trying to see this how it sounds gonna like. This is going to be really long. Jacob, just I, go. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like. All right, sounds like it sounds like you got to do the the song then. Like, he's like, <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm trying. Words are not coming out. It's like <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> that, that's Porky Pig. What are you doing? I, know. I couldn't think of anything. Ah, uh, Jacob. Uh, good times. Sometimes you just have to let it go. Wow. Okay. All right. I quit. Let it go. Let it go. Mm. Not holding on anymore. I don't think that's the right word. That's definitely not. That's all right. But it shows fine. that I'm not watching. all right in the immortal words of jacob's mickey mouse that's all folks